0: The Lord is
1: in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Let assembly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
2: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
1: Praise ye the Lord.
2: The Lord's name be praised.
0: Sorry about that. Psalm 7 on page 349.
1: O Lord my God, in Thee have I put my trust. Save me from all them that persecute me and deliver me.
2: Lest He devour my soul like a lion and tear it in pieces while there is none to help.
1: O Lord my God, if I have done any such thing, or if there be any wickedness in my hands.
2: If I have rewarded evil unto Him that dealt friendly with me, yea, I have delivered Him that without any cause is mine enemy.
1: Then let mine enemy persecute my soul, and take me. Yea, let him tread my life down upon earth, and lay mine honor in the dust.
2: Stand up, O Lord, in thy wrath, and lift up thyself, because of the indignation of mine enemies. Arise up for me in the judgment that thou hast commanded.
1: And so shall the congregation of the peoples come about thee. For their sakes, therefore, lift up thyself again.
2: The Lord shall judge the people, give sentence with me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the innocency that is in me.
1: O let the wickedness of the ungodly come to an end, but guide thou the just.
2: For the righteous God trieth the very hearts and reigns.
1: My help cometh of God, who preserveth them that are true of heart.
2: God is righteous, judge, strong, and patient. THAT GOD IS PROVOKED EVERY DAY.
1: IF A MAN WILL NOT TURN, HE WILL WET HIS SWORD. HE HATH BENT HIS BOW AND MADE IT READY.
2: HE HATH PREPARED FOR HIM THE INSTRUMENTS OF DEATH. HE ordaineth HIS ARROWS AGAINST THE PERSECUTORS.
1: BEHOLD, THE UNGODLY TRAVAILETH WITH INIQUITY. HE HATH CONCEIVED MISCHIEF AND BROUGHT FORTH FALSEHOOD.
2: HE HATH uh, GRAVEN AND DIGGED UP A PIT and has fallen himself into the destruction that he made for ever.
1: For his travail shall come upon his own head, and his wickedness shall fall on his own pate.
2: I will give thanks unto the Lord according to his righteousness, and I will praise the name of the Lord Most High.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
2: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end.
3: Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the book of Job. After this, Job opened his mouth and cursed the day of his birth. And Job spake and said, May the day perish on which I was born, and the night in which it was said, A male child is conceived. May that day be darkness. May God above not seek it, nor the lights shine upon it. May darkness and the shadow of death claim it. May a cloud settle on it, may the blackness of the day terrify it. As for that night, may darkness seize it, may it not rejoice among the days of the year. May it not come into the number of the months, oh may that night be barren, may no joyful shout come into it. May those curse it who curse the day, those who are ready to arouse Leviathan. May the stars of its morning be dark, may it look for light but have none, and not see the dawning of the day because it did not shut up the doors of my mother's womb, nor hide sorrow from my eyes. Why did I not die at birth? Why did I not perish when I came from the womb? Why did the knees receive me, or why the breasts that I should nurse? For now I would have lain still and been quiet. I would have been asleep. Then I would have been at rest with kings and counselors of the earth who built ruins for themselves, or with princes who had gold, who filled their houses with silver? Or why why was I not hidden like a stillborn child, like infants who never saw light? There the wicked cease from troubling, and there the weary are at rest. There the prisoners rest together. They do not hear the voice of the oppressor. The small and great are there, and the servant is free from his master. Why is light given to him who is in misery and life to the bitter of soul? who long for death, but it does not come, and search for it more than hidden treasures, who rejoice exceedingly and are glad when they can find the grave. Why is light given to a man whose way is hidden and whom God has hedged in? For my sighing comes before I eat, and my groanings pour out like water. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for trouble comes. Here endeth the first lesson.
0: My soul
1: doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end, amen.
3: Here begin at the 12th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath and his disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, he and those who were with him? How he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? Yet I say to you that in this place there is one greater than the temple. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now when he had departed from there, he went into their synagogue. And behold, there was a man who had a withered hand. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath that they might accuse him? Then he said to them, What man is there among you who has one sheep, and if it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not lay hold of it and lift it out? Of how much more value then is a man than a sheep? Therefore it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and it was restored as whole as the other. Here endeth the second lesson.
0: Lord.
1: from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you.
2: And with thy spirit.
1: Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us.
2: And grant us thy salvation.
1: O Lord, Lord, we pray thee that thy grace may always prevent and follow us and make us continually to be given to all good works through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ.
2: Amen. Good
1: evening to all. We begin tonight in Psalm 7, which has um, a... a linear progression that we have to attend to because it'll help us um, understand the rest of this um, these readings tonight Um, they're complex readings tonight so psalm 7 um, is a psalm of david um, and he is it's likely um, that it is referring to one of the um, several episodes in david's narrative in the old testament um, that talks about his um, you know his being you know hard pressed by one of his um, political enemies um, usually, it's it's one of the uh, sort of and one of the uh, blood relatives of King Saul. Um, even even after King Saul falls, we'll recall that um, that David continues to have skirmishes with uh, various relatives in Saul's family, uh, and so you have this uh, you have David who um, you know is making an appeal in a prayer to God on the basis of his um, righteousness. Um, And we have to remember that what he's appealing to here is not um, sort of if we've for any of us who have ever been through like St. Augustine's prayer book self-examination and the overturning of every stone in the heart. To see what might be there that's not exactly what david has done here uh, but uh, david because if he had you know like all of us who've experienced that we wouldn't be able to sort of say uphold me in my innocency because we'd be like what innocency is that um, but the innocency that david is referring to here is has he been faithful to the covenant that he has made with god um, in in the sort of outward ways that he is called upon to continue in faithfulness and in in, you know in, in the outward ways he has Um, We know that, and we get uh, insinuations throughout David's story that there is a division in David's heart that grows progressively more uh, into a chasm um, that divides his heart, Uh, but that uh, takes place slowly and then erupts into kind of an outward form, um, and we know it mostly only because we've heard the whole story and are reading that backward into the story. Um, But David, you know, as the anointed one, as the one that has been appointed as king, is suffering um, because he is doing what God says. Um, and there's a perplexing um, outcry that comes from him in this psalm that then first causes him to to ruminate on his innocence and wonder at how god could allow someone to to persecute him when he has done only done what god has asked him to do Um, and was a faithful servant of saul and then has now is now faithful to god who has anointed him by the hand of samuel the prophet uh, and is now suffering unjustly by the hand of the, you know, by the divinely deposed king, um, and so, and his relatives. And so you have this, um, this first, you know, perplexing movement through David's, you know, assertion of his innocence, assertion of his rightness, and kind of putting it on God, saying like, "I've done my end of the thing here, and now what are you going to do?" And the 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 psalm shifts, however, with a reminder, with a remembrance that. God is faithful. Um, God is a is a perfect judge. Um, that He is true, and that He is just, uh, and that He is provoked every day. Um, and this is the pivot point into the final act of the psalm, where you have uh, David remembering that uh, that God is mer- continues to be merciful even though people are unjust, and that He is also um, he is patient um, with uh, humanity, even in their um, even in their error. And even in their um, grievous errors um, and, and open sins um, and giving gives them a long time um, to repent um, but that ultimately vindication of righteousness does come um, and that this is this both this can sometimes be a perplexing thing when someone is, is suffering unjustly but in the same person this is you know also the one who appeals to god's mercy to heal him of his iniquity after he sins um, and that it is the same loving kindness and mercy in God that allows for both. That sometimes, you know, we when we when we are suffering unjustly for a season, um, we cry out saying, you know, why do you why do you allow for an instant people to do wrong things? And we can forget in that moment that, uh, you know, when we do wrong things, uh, we we are we are perfectly happy to accept the long suffering of God in those moments. Um, but that both together put us into a place of clarity. So by the end of the psalm these things have to be reconciled to each other and we see that you know in the first part we see david's assertion of innocence which is largely true Um, but also he then remembers that the loving kindness of god um, is for is for all there's a wideness in it Um, and that means that the very people that are persecuting uh, god's righteous servant his innocent servant um are being re- are recipients of that mercy only for them it is proving to be to their downfall because they are um they are not using that that season of forbearance as a as a, as a season to repent and this kicks us off really nicely in the book of job and our study of it uh as this is you know we're we're beginning a long uh you know trek through job tonight um with job chapter three. Uh, Job, will recall, as a part of the wisdom literature, the wisdom writings, um, and we've been on that for a while reading Ecclesiasticus. Uh, the, the thing about Job that's unique, though, is that if you could imagine taking Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, um, putting them together in one book and then telling it like a story, you'd have the book of Job. And Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are meant to kind of stretch us in two directions. Proverbs gives us the kind of the, the likely scenario if we uphold the covenant. Um, and that there's a reliability in the th- in, in 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 the way that God has has created the the universe. There's an orderliness to it, such that if one uh, you know attends to upholding the ways of God, um, one can reasonably expect to live in harmony with creation and with um, you know with one, one's fellow human beings. However, Ecclesiastes then stretches us in the opposite direction and says, but that doesn't always happen, and there are perplexingly um, difficult case studies of misery that attend people who do things well and uh, apparent happiness attending those who seem to do things very deliberately poorly or evilly uh, and what do we make of that and so as we you know we grow in wisdom We we receive job we receive proverbs and ecclesiastes and are called to hold them together we can neither be cynics uh, which would be to take Ecclesiastes without proverbs, but neither can we be kind of you know proverbialists, annoying proverbialists who suggest that everything is really predictable if we just you know if we can just um you know apply a proverb to it. um the scriptures form us in wisdom to know that we can't be people who believe the world is chaos, but neither can we believe that the order of the world is always easily discernible, and that's going to be the drama of job. Job is going to curse his life in this chapter. Um, because his, he believes his friends have come to him in his after his great um, test, in his great test that he 's experiencing um, he he believes they 're come to comfort him, and so he 's going to pour out his lament and curse the day of his birth and in the expectation that they 're going to console him, and what they end up doing is they end up going you know, you know pretty much just becoming proverbialist. they they cite um, a kind of conventional wisdom that does not fit the situation. Uh, no matter how much they try to make it, um, it is not, it is the wrong the wrong shaped peg going into the wrong shaped hole here. Uh, they they keep trying to make sort of proverbial wisdom apply in a situation that is truly unique and inscrutable because it all depends on what God is doing in the counsel of the of the um, of the great ones of the angels um, outside of the picture. And so we're going to see this drama of, of of watching proverbial wisdom fail to account for what's happening in real time, and the drama of job is can he um, is he going to retain his his hope is he going to retain um the expectation that God will deliver an innocent person even while being told even while experiencing the pain of that evil thing happening and even while experiencing the grave frustration of people who are trying to apply the sacred you know the the holy writings and their wisdom to his situation in a very um, inept way. And so that's what we're going to be tracking as we go through Job here. And that comes into bear in, in Jesus' reprimand of the Pharisees in our last lesson tonight, as he reprimands them for missing the point of the Sabbath, which is a callback to the main theme of our, our our gospel lesson from Mass yesterday. And Jesus is saying, look, you you have applied the law in a way that is that is, inept, it is a way that is that forgets the people for whom the law was made and given. Um, and that is the precise reverse, that the Sabbath was made for the flourishing and the and the con- consolation of the people to whom it was given. It wasn't made the opposite direction for us to serve it as a kind of taskmaster. And so we're going to and, and and as and you know that becomes indicative of really an entire spirituality to take us back where we consider the outward obedience um, to be a a thing that can deliver ultimate consolation. Um, and really that's to situate um, the consolation of our hearts in faith in the things that we can control and manage and curate, and that's simply false. And so what our gospel, as it shifts in the second half of Matthew, is going to problematize uh, that very impulse that the Pharisees are so committed to. Um, and it's going to show um, through the passion as that we're leading up to now in Matthew's Gospel, um, what it looks like for um, for Jesus to show in his body and and in his own life, uh, a person who suffers innocently expecting the vindication of God um, to serve the true sense of the law um, and to not get caught up in the outward obedience that um, really is just a a flex for control. Um, And by letting go of his life innocently entrusting it to god he's going to be given the name above all names and he's going to be enthroned as king on high over all the new creation so all these things are are tracking along next to each other but it helps to see the big picture of them
0: we'll conclude tonight with our intercession on page 590.
1: accept o lord our intercessions for all mankind and do thou the God of pity administer to them according to their several necessities for his sake who went about doing good thy son our savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. It's a privilege to get to pray with you. Thanks to Barbara and Rochelle, my co-leaders tonight. Have a wonderful evening.
2: Thank you, Father. Thank,
0: Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Have a good evening. A good evening. I appreciate that.